0: This is a uh, Steven Thundercat Bruner, and uh, I'm not an alcoholic anymore.
1: That's some good news. <laughs> That's some really good news. Yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> Fuck Saman, I mean, I'm, I mean, I get it. You're from Palestine. You can count. God damn it. Fuck. <laughs> Ooh, I'm
1: so excited about this episode. Season two. Been a long time coming. By the way, can I just flex for one second, just like a tiny little flex? It's not weird, I promise. Y'all know I co-produced the Chopped and Screwed version of Thundercat's album Drunk, right? It's called Drank. Shout out to DJ Candlestick and OG Ron C. Let me me just play you a little cut off of that really quick. It's called Tokyo. It's my favorite song from the Chopped and Screwed version. It's like the one you can really dance to, you know what I mean?
2: fault. I'm just kind of psychotic. Left on my own, I would never come back. I'd probably hide in the suicide forest. This all started when I was a boy. I went to the dentist and he gave me a toy. It was Dragon Ball Z, a wrist slap bracelet. Cuckoo, fuck me.
1: By the way, we need money to keep the lights on. You know, we gave you the first season, so many illustrious guests, all for free, and technically this season is going to be free too. But if you want to help us pay the bills, head on over to thenostalgiamixtape.com, look for the donate button, and you'll get a link to PayPal, Venmo, anything you can give would be much appreciated. And if you're interested in sponsoring an episode of this season, hit us up at the nostalgia mixtape at gmail.com and we can talk that out with you too. Anyway. My name is Saman Ashrawi, you're listening to the Nostalgia Mixtape, and today, we've got one of the sweetest, most loving people, Thundercat. If you think you don't know him, you actually probably do. He's a Grammy-winning bass player, singer, and songwriter who you've probably heard playing on songs by Kendrick Lamar, Erica Badu, Childish Gambino, Janelle Monae, Janae Aiko, Schoolboy Q, Mac Miller, and N.E.R.D., among many, many more. Just a heads up that from the 46-minute mark to the 60-minute mark, our conversation dips into uh, topics of depression and suicide, so if that's uh, a bit triggering for you, no hard feelings at all, feel free to skip ahead. Um, Also, heads up, if you hear the Wayne's World flashback sound, that means we're doing a flashback, Just, just so you know, just so you have a heads up. On to Thundercat. We met through Hannibal Burris in the spring of 2014. And after that, we'd see each other at things around Los Angeles. But I think it was after we did our first interview at the end of that year that we really kind of clicked. This time around, we were sitting down again, only at his new apartment. Tron was there too. Thundercat wasn't wearing any pants. And I think you can hear that if you listen close enough. Actually, what I learned is that no pants makes for a better interview. That's what that taught me. Also, I had an asthma attack in the middle of the interview, but Thunder nursed me back to health with some tea. Thank you, Thunder. I cut out the asthma attack, but if you really want to hear it, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram and maybe I'll share it if you ask nicely. Anyway, I'm really excited about today's episode. We go high, we go low, emotionally, I mean, but to get there, we got to go way back to high school and we got to meet that version of Thundercat. So let's give him the keys to the time machine and let him take us away.
0: Hey, this is uh, Steven Thundercat Bruner, and you're listening to the Nostalgia Mixtape.
1: And what song do you want to talk about today?
0: What song? I w- the song I want to talk about today is Flying Lotus Massage Situation.
1: Beautiful. Let's get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick.
0: Tron's in the background cleaning her ass. Good. <laughs> As she
1: should. Before we get into this actual story,
0: yeah. can
1: you tell me like, what year this is? About how old you are. Oh, man.
0: Okay, let me try to remember. One of those details. And... If it was me folding clothes in the house, I had to be in high school. Still mm-hmm. living with my dad and mom. Okay. So I want to say... If it was me folding clothes. I be, mm, Somewhere between the age of... 17 to 19.
1: Mm-hmm. And is that like early mid 2000s somewhere in there?
0: Well, I can try to count right now, but <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I failed algebra like the first year of high school. No, um, so if I'm t- let's see, good God, okay, let me see. How do I do this? <laughs> Fuck, Simon. I mean, I mean, I get it. You're from Palestine. You can count. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Um, let me see. I don't know how to do this graduated high school 2001 but i graduated early okay so it was like i graduated when i was like 17 or something okay and i'm thinking yeah this had to be when lotus was an intern at stone's throw okay. so that would make sense i believe somewhere in that somewhere maybe a frame. couple years off you know
1: okay and who is this version of you i never got to meet that version of you who are you what um talk to me about where you're at mentally and
0: all that a young me mm-hmm. i'm kind of touring with all these different artists at the time and uh you know kind of making a, not a lot of money but a bit of money mm-hmm. and you know I'm, I'm playing at piano bar every wednesday and friday mm-hmm. with a uh, kamasi and ronald and cameron and ryan and, mm-hmm. you know you did that for a long time for years for yeah for quite some time yeah you know, it, it was some. It was a place for us to, to, that kept us playing. You know, it was like, you know, you had a bar in the middle of Hollywood and MI's down the street and kids would get out of class and come watch us play and then come sit in and shit like that, you know. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, hmm, I was kind of a I wasn't a mama's boy, I was just like, I was a good kid to some degree, other than the massive, copious amounts of alcohol I would consume. Right. And uh... Um... I was very much similar. So still in the cartoons. Still only wanted to watch cartoons, and you know, very much into jazz fusion, like I am now. Mm-hmm. I think I had gotten, I may have gotten my first car at this point. Um,
1: Were you still working at the comic book shop? No, the straight, so this is post. This is, book is way shop. after
0: that.
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: how old were you when you worked at the comic shop good god uh that was my six maybe sixth seventh and eighth grade years <laughs> in middle school yeah dude I'm, I'm like people be thinking i'm joking i'm just like a bandwagon like comic guy and i was like yeah marvel it's like mm-hmm. i'm one of those guys that gets pissed <laughs> like,
3: yeah. they're doing it wrong like <laughs> you, know, it
0: just, you know it's like full-on walter schulcheck from fucking you know Over like, the
1: line! Right, over the line! This is not normal. <laughs> there are rules.
0: Right, there are rules, Smokey. <laughs> no, it's like, but literally, like you know, I i've I worked at a comic store for a few years, mm-hmm. and I remember they used to pay me in forty dollars cash and forty dollars store credit, and I would spend my money very stupidly, just like I do now. Yeah. Uh, like, they'd be like, "Man, <laughs> why don't you save up and get like one of the bigger things in the store?" You know, like, yeah, you because know, back then it was like. The bigger things in the store were like the Dragon Zord, like the Megazord and the Dragon Zord from Power Rangers and yeah. then like, you know, when they changed over to the fucking uh um what's it called? The uh, when they went from uh, the regular Zords to the, the different ones that were like, you know, the ninja The next generation. Yeah. And it was like I didn't want any of those, those were stupid. But I dropped
1: off after the first, the original was like the one.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, I made it I remember I remember the the epic episode with the Green Ranger and I remember the epic episode with the white when he turned into the White Ranger.
1: Mm-hmm. There was, like, a, a certain game, you said, that you had to, like... Oh, cut the backs out? Cut the backs out. Oh, what was dude, that? That was,
0: that was when Super Nintendo... God, Jesus. When... You don't feel old until you, like, talk yeah. about systems that... I got another moment for you that's going to just make you feel old as fuck too. Okay. But um <laughs> it was like okay, so back then we had Super Nintendo, but the Japanese version was Famcom. Mm-hmm. And the Famcom, they they you never knew they, they always do little slight things that just make it difficult to be able to like use the use the other disc from another country or anything from there mm-hmm. in our stuff. So there was this thing that nobody really knew you could do.
2: Okay. It
0: was just like cuz nobody was like, you know, with like how do we protect the, you know, the, and what happened was there was like there was these grooves in the back of the cartridges on Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. There weren't grooves in the back of the cartridges on the Famcoms, or the Famcom game. So did you make your own grooves? No. What you do was you could, well, you could, you know, you could try to go about it that way, but then what you would do is you take a hot coat hanger mm-hmm. and you would sear off the things in the back of You'd open the little tray for Super Nintendo and then just sear off the little things in the back. And then you just like put the set, the Super Famcom game and it will work like normal what but it'd be in japanese was this something that people <laughs> knew about or Struggling like, like a motherfucker
1: you and your friends had that as like a secret <laughs> well thing, no or? i mean
0: I, th- I think like every other game system other than the new game systems always had like a hack mm-hmm. so xbox you remember when xbox you could put you could pay somebody 500 bucks and they would download all the games into xbox no like you the original xbox yeah xbox, xbox? Or the, the first xbox the big green and black one yeah. but you remember the, you remember when you, you could, when you had super nintendo and like you'd have to cut the things out to make the japanese games know. work you remember when? Did you have the Super Nintendo, and you had to like, if you wanted to play Japanese Fam Super Famcom yeah, game, you had, you had to cut uh, the little shit in the back out of the Super Nintendo. But you remember the Xbox? But how did people find out about that? You just had that one homeboy that was ratchet as fuck, and he right. just. People like, hey, I can make like you. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> straight up. Yeah. Remember play? What was it? Was it Dreamcast or PlayStation? Where no, it was PlayStation, where you had to put the spring in, let the PlayStation from the actual game load up, and then take it out, and then. Put the japanese game
2: nope
1: i was doing it all wrong i was 100 percent dude it we were wrong.
0: bootlegging the fuck out of shit when we were kids <laughs> ratchet as fuck early early internet technology and shit it's like what is this computer chips we could break these motherfuckers and they did and yeah that was what you would do though you would like you know you do that little thing like that and you know you'd be the one kid and everybody want to play oh he's got dragon ball z on super nintendo you know and it'd be like yep. nobody could read you try to navigate like you know I, I figured out that if you press this and then press it again, you get to the fighting screen. So we can fight, but I don't know what comes after fighting. <laughs> like, there was no continue, you don't know what the hell to do. I
2: don't
0: know. It was like I was living with my parents, because mm-hmm. I moved out around that time. It was right around the time I moved out in the early 20s. Okay. And what part or, like, of actually late, like 19, 20, 21, or somewhere around that time I moved out of the okay. house.
1: So if you can think about
0: what I was on going, going back, back to in? the laundromat. Yeah.
1: Please tell me what you were on back then.
0: Shoes. Well, let's see. Let's go to the year. What, what, what year did we say that was? 2004? 2000, 2000, 2003 to
1: 2005 time frame.
0: Gino Vanelli, just of the Gemini. Mm-hmm. For sure. Gino Vanelli, just of the Gemini. Okay. Oh two to oh 05. Oh, these are so specific. <laughs> but I remember like when I got my car... And I remember I was, like, you know, rolling around. What kind of car was it? It was a Ford Explorer. Okay. My first car I bought was a Ford Focus, but I smashed it the first day. <laughs> like, it was my parents. I bought it for my parents. And it was like... Oh, no. The first day I get my permit, I wrap it around a telephone pole. Oh, my gosh. And then we get another car for them. But then I... My first car was a Ford Explorer. A okay. black Ford Explorer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh... I remember that 4 Explorer was awesome. Mm-hmm. And i just go to Amazon and just stock up on stuff. So it would be like... I was listening to Gino Vanelli, Just to the Gemini, Brother to Brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also listening to uh, Storm at Sun of Gino Vanelli. Okay. Powerful people. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to Prince. There were specific Prince tunes I was listening to. Mm-hmm. I was listening to... Uh, um, was it was on purple rain uh let me see the beautiful ones beautiful ones. yeah <clears throat> get off of my jacket crusty <laughs> the beautiful ones um listening to my love is forever mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. listening to self-titled album listening to i'm listening to this is like when i was digging for like specific albums and different mm-hmm. stuff i was listening to parliament mm-hmm. juni morrison mm-hmm. um mutiny jerome braley mutiny um yeah i was i was one of those guys that was digging and okay. you know digging in record stacks and stuff okay. like that but if you're fine. gonna
1: go if you're gonna go cruising in that explorer
0: oh yeah you it have a gino vanelli okay, okay gino vanelli for sure okay through and through
4: Only synthesized in the delusion of a flower child scene. There's a new star.
0: George Duke, you know. Um,
1: I I've been wanting to ask you about George Duke too because um, he has this song called Love.
0: Yeah.
2: Love.
1: Yeah. On. And I've Love always heard so on. much of you in that
0: song. Yeah, man. That's what I grew up with. Oh, Man. That's what that was. That's what I come from. My dad. We'd listen to that in the house. Mm. The um, Faces and Reflection was the album, man. That was from Feel, but Faces and Reflection was like mm. golden in the house.
1: Mm-hmm. And what part of town were they
0: living in? We lived in Western Heights. We lived behind the house where Marvin Gaye's dad shot him and killed him. Holy shit. Yeah, we lived on this adjacent corner. Wow. Where 20th. Wow. Yeah. And we lived on the side of a person's house. It was pretty trippy.
1: Wow. Holy shit, man. Yeah, it was like a real
0: historical <laughs> landmark. Yeah. And anybody that moved in there always talked about it was haunted. It was pretty wild we watched people move in and out of there. And uh, it was a big massive house too Like right on the freeway overpass mm-hmm. It's pretty trippy mm-hmm. And um I remember I, My dad would go wash clothes late Because he'd get off of work You know at the end the afternoon mm-hmm. And then he'd you know, get home mm-hmm. And then my mom would have a Shit ton of stuff for him to do <laughs> Like he didn't get off work Right So mm-hmm. one of them would be washing clothes mm-hmm. And uh literally like, uh, I remember we had to go wash clothes. One of the things was a pet peeve. I hated washing clothes. It's like, it's just too, too much. You know, especially you got four artistic, four to five artistic people in the house. It's just clothes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, nonetheless, um, my dad makes this giant laundry bag of, a. Uh, I don't know what it was. I forget if we were watching whites or colors. I think we were watching the gang of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but it was terrible nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> I was like I was like I was like I loved going with my dad places to do stuff because it's just my me and my dad would argue about Batman. We'd argue about Batman versus the X Men. You probably love that. Yeah, oh it's gosh. like it was great. And uh
1: where where did your dad stand in the debate?
0: Where where? Oh, you? my dad's a Batman guy okay. through and through. Okay, but I was just like, I didn't see it when I was a kid. I was like, Batman's annoying. It's like he doesn't have any superpowers. <laughs> like Wolverine would kill him with one arm, with one swipe. And it's like that's not the point, Stephen. <laughs> you get older and become a man. You're like, oh, Batman is the guy. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, okay. I get Batman. He's a man. He's a man's man. Right. You know, it's like he does what he does, and he has no help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but um. Yeah, no, I remember we went to the 24-hour um, laundromat. Mm-hmm. I used to be pissed. I'm like, why is mom like this? Like, why do we have to go do laundry right now? <laughs> you know, I mean, clearly, you know, it's like things that have to be done. Right. And um, I'm in there. Me and my dad would sit and talk about everything. Mm-hmm. We'd talk about life. I think my older brother was out the house at this point, too. Mm-hmm. But we would talk about life, music, God, you know, girls, you know, all kinds of stuff. And you know, my dad was like a huge Miles Davis fan, so he'd always be preaching the gospel of Miles. And I'm like, "Shut up, Dad! Miles Davis is Batman!" I was like, <laughs> "You know," and um, I remember, you know, how much disdain I had for uh, washing clothes. And I remember one moment, it was like I, I remember uh, I think we uh, we used to go to the laundromat a whole lot, so the the people at the laundromat were not like. Mm-hmm. They knew you who, know, you know... You were regulars. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they let us change the channel when uh, it would be like, you know, late at night when nobody was there because it's like, nobody's in here. And then they had like a street uh, Marvel vs. Capcom uh, wow. machine and a soda machine on the outside. Wow. You know, so they would, uh, you know, would go. My me and my dad would go, and there was a Carl's Jr. across the street. Me and my dad would go get chicken sandwiches and a soda. And uh, I remember we they let us watch Adult Swim Cartoon Network. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I was like... I, and it would kind of ran that place at late it, yeah like late <laughs> nights the bruner men took over the laundromat and uh no joke man i'll never forget it i used to be i used to have all kind of weird feelings when i was younger things that i wouldn't necessarily want to share but i would be sure. all over the place mm-hmm. and i remember i remember the uh you know this is when the uh, format had changed mm-hmm. and they started having bumpers Mm-hmm. you know they had these bumpers and, and it was like you know they used to have the one that was like no no kids allowed in the pool adults swim and it was kind of like that I went through the whole night till the end mm-hmm. and then they had the little cartoon cartoon over there mm-hmm. but at this point i didn't know who flying lotus was or anything right and i remember um there was a a, a bumper that came up that was called it was a, it had like this black and white coat room mm-hmm. and it was just said coat room and it was like a looks like one of those rooms from like a newsroom in the 50s where it's like kind of shaded glass with the with the you know like looks like somebody's office or something and it said coat and it was black and white and it was like the beat was playing like it was on a transistor radio, like on the record plays it's like it's on a little transistor radio and then it kicks in real hard i remember i was just stuck i was staring at the tv and i was like whoever this is they
4: get it <laughs> i never forget it oh, Instantly no. made sense I you. was like
0: Everything made sense I was like wow. I was like Wow There's a guy That gets it Yeah and It's like It was like I didn't know him Right I was like What the hell Is this song I, was just, I remember I was like And it's like It was so random How they would show it They would show it More back then mm-hmm. But I remember Just this feeling Of like Everything was a little Less terrible it was like i was totally into like you know again like i said jazz fusion progression and Mm -hmm. still am Mm -hmm. and i remember hearing the coat rack song and then it took me a while to really because you know again like the beat scene and all that stuff out here it's like it's it's very uh you know it goes in different like you know like even with ages like you know like you know you got your guys like house shoes and all that and then you know coleman and Mm -hmm. you know these are friends and family you know and then like the younger guys are like again like lotus and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and and I was coming into the knowledge of that, you know. And I forget how long it took me to realize. I think me and Lotus had been friends for ages before I realized. Like, you made the racks. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was like, dude. And he was like, oh yeah. And I was like, oh. oh and I was shit. like, we're supposed to be friends, man. Wow. And we are still to this day closest of friends, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. And that was the same... That was the massage situation? The same mm-hmm. with, the cases with the coat yep. rack. Okay, gotcha. It was a massage situation song. So what was the journey from there to getting to be friends with, with him?
0: Hmm. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I'm, I still to this day all only watch cartoons. Mm-hmm. I only watch Cartoon Network. I like this. Mm-hmm. Ne- even if I hate... Even if I hate it, it's like I'll cut the PlayStation on, but I'll never change it from Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that. Wow yeah like it was just one of the most inspirational moments in my life wow. and um i mean when we fast forward i mean at that age i was working with the likes of like Sara si creative partners and jay davy georgia moldro mm-hmm. um you know different you know most deaf, you know that was like oh, a specific era in my life mm-hmm. and um that's where i met ty dolla sign wow. you know yeah we all worked in the same house and um erica of course And uh, um, I remember it was a specific moment, because I always talk about it every now and again, like the moment I actually met him. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, i would known about him throughout, you know, after I find out, you know, about the massage situation stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, that's this guy, you know, Mm -hmm. T-Leaf Dancers. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. They're playing him on KCRW every night, Mm -hmm. you know. Like, who is this guy? You know, it's like, he's dope. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm at South by Southwest. And this is when I was involved in the group, J. Davey. Okay. And J. Davy at that point was Brooke and Brianna.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I would just be there. I was like, Batgirl. Yeah. He'd come on stage and play bass. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd just be at all the shows. Okay. And I'm like, and Steven on bass. Yeah. yeah. And um, well, we were at South by Southwest. And, you know, Brooke is one of my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. Like, no lies. Still to this day, amongst all my friends that call themselves artists, like Brooke, he protects something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, he keeps it weird, man. And I, I still don't know anybody like Brooke Davis or Brooke mm-hmm. DeLow. Mm-hmm. And um, we're walking in the middle of the street. It's like 100 degrees, and they're talking shit because I'm wearing, like, a full-on varsity jacket with a sweater. Because I was just like, fashion is life, bitch. I was, like, I was like, you can't tell me shit. I was like, I'm putting this hoodie on and these glasses. I got snow boots on with, a, with like, some weird cat hat. You know, it's just like, fashion and uh we're, yeah i'm like i'm fighting passing out in the middle of the south by southwest <laughs> and brooke's like vegan and he's just like see you can wear all that if you you know if you just change it i'm like shut up brooke <laughs> you know <laughs> we're walking in the middle of the street in south by and um like lotus comes walking he's like the sketchiest guy he's like freddy mm-hmm. he's got his like Kango hat to the side <laughs> he's, he's like his little purple v-neck shirt with his cargo shorts and his mm-hmm. supras and he's just like you know he's got his Ray Bans on he's just real sus <laughs> and it was like and so Brooke knew who he was I didn't know who he was mm-hmm. and uh, Brooke goes oh you guys have to meet mm-hmm. and I was just like oh okay mm-hmm. I was like hello mm-hmm. he's like this is Flying Lotus mm-hmm. and I was just like ah mm-hmm. he's like and he's like this is Thundercat mm-hmm. and he's like okay you mm-hmm. know I was like oh okay
1: did both both y'all work we of like knew familiar yeah we knew uh-huh. of each other's work gotcha.
0: And, uh, it was one of those moments that was just kind of, like, nice to meet you, man. You know, a huge fan of your work. And, mm-hmm. You know. He's like, I know of your work. Like, you yeah, know, that's cool. And, um, we exchanged numbers. And never... We didn't talk at first. It was just kind of exchange numbers and be like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um... You know, I was, uh... I remember this was when I lived in Encino at the time. Encino. Encino, man, bro, Crusty-ass <laughs> Encino. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> And um, we kind of one day I'm like I'm kind of sitting around making music, and I'm like man let me hit this guy up you know, mm-hmm. and um, he answers the phone which is rare now very rare but uh he um he answers his phone I was like hey man uh man send me some stuff to work on you know mm-hmm. walking around the house looking like an idiot in the middle of the day because mm-hmm. that's what musicians do you think we're busy. We're not busy. Just sitting at the house, jacking off, trying to act like you're looking for some like, like Benjamin Franklin. You're just standing outside with a key, trying to get hit by an electric shock. We're all fucking just sitting here, just like really, really self-loathing and masturbating and just Mm. literally repenting on just, just like I'm a piece of shit. It's like, why didn't you answer your phone yesterday? i I was i was working no you were masturbating like some days
1: it's a fucking struggle man (laughs) it really is it really is
0: still got your hoodie on and Mm -hmm. get some on your shoe and you got to clean your shoe um no but we uh you know i'm like he'll send some stuff over he sends uh the first thing that we ever worked on together which is um zodiac shit oh wow yeah Sent over the song, and then the second half of it was kind of like he's like, I don't know, I was kind of, I don't know what to add here. Mm -hmm. And immediately, I was just like, Oh, I know exactly what to add. You know, I was like, Mm -hmm. Thank you for sending me something to even. Mm -hmm. And uh, no joke, like, nothing about it changed or anything. That's exactly what what everybody hears on the album. The first time we met was that song, and he just left it as is. And and then we did that. I sent it back the same day he sent it, mm-hmm. and he uh, was like, "Dude, where are you at?" And I was just like, <laughs> "I was like, oh man, yeah, man, let's hang out. Let's go. Let's get to. Let's get to work, man." He gives me his address, and he lives right down the fucking street from me in Encino. Yes. Also.
3: Wow. <laughs> wow. <Just,
0: laughs> <like> the <laughs> st- stupidest moments, like some dude where's my car shit you know right, it's like yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm on my way there now and it's like put <laughs> in GPS true. it's like make a right here you have a right <laughs> we both are like we're idiots and um the crazy thing was my uh, my manager also reminds me he reminds me that he was there I don't remember him being there but he was mm-hmm. he, said he, he said he was there and the alcohol plays tricks on you right. so <laughs> I was like <laughs> but I remember walking in to meet him and um I think it was one of the greatest days in my life, man. He's, mm-hmm. he's got his like you know, desk facing the wall with no mirror, no TV, mm-hmm. like blunt guts on everything. Mm-hmm. It's like fucking just computers, <laughs> just chock full of blunt guts. It's <laughs> fucking insane. And um, on top of his refrigerator, he had a bottle of what was it Belvedere? I think it was Grey Goose. Mm-hmm. I guess he had a party the night before or something, maybe, or you know, just had some residual party juice. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I ask him, hey, oh, yeah, man, can i make myself a drink. He's like, sure. And uh, I go make a drink and I pour a whole entire red cup of Belvedere or like whatever, it's Grey Goose. And he's just, he's got a blunt in his mouth and he's looking at me <laughs> and he's just like, for real, man? And I was like, hey, man, I was like, you see how many bongs you have laying around the table? I was like, I'd, I too. was like, And I tried to like. I always had this theory about the smoker and the drinker. I always feel like they tend to find each other. There's always guys that are like, "No, you got to do both." And I'm like, "No, you know, you know when there's a drinker, Mm -hmm. you know there's a smoker." And I was like, "We just tend to find each other, Mm -hmm. you know." And sure enough, you know, like that was that was the moment, man. Mm -hmm. And he pulled up um, pickled, I think it was either clock or pickled, Mm -hmm. and we just went to we just went to hell. It's like, you know, it's been the same ever since, you know, ups and downs. It's been about a decade. Mm -hmm. And here we are still arguing about little shit. And, and (laughs) (laughs) you know, we still are like that, you know. It's it's a little different. It's a little different, but nonetheless the same. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Do you feel like that moment in the laundromat where you hear massage situation or maybe even that those first couple times you collaborated, do you feel like the way that you... Play changed in any of those moments, or do you, have you always played the same?
0: I've always tried to, I've always tried to put my best foot forward when it comes to playing. I never try to downplay anything, or I mean, it's always like you, you know, molding to the stuff would always be a, you know, a thing. You know, but there's like so many options and so many possibilities. It's mm-hmm. like you try to explore them, mm-hmm. you know, and I just wouldn't, I wouldn't just settle for the most part for something that would always be a comfort comfort, uh, comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So I'm always kind of thinking a little bit in a different way about it, I guess, trying to push it into a different existence, mm-hmm. yeah.
4: Well, little lady, let me elucidate here. Everybody wants to be a cat because the cat's the only cat who knows where it's at. Tell me everybody's picking up on that feline beat everything else is obsolete a square with a horn makes you wish you weren't born every time he plays but with a square in the act you can set music back to the game and days i've heard some corny birds who tried to sing still the cat's the only cat knows how to swing Who wants to dick, long head kick Stuff like that When everybody wants to be a cat A square with a horn Makes you wish you weren't born Every time he plays Oh, a rinky-tinky-tinky With a square in the act You can set music back To the caveman days Oh, a rinky-tinky-tinky everybody Everybody wants wants to to be a cat. cat Because the cat's the only cat who knows where it's at. When playing jazz, you always have a welcome mat. Because everybody digs a swinging cat.
1: for you. Two kind of silly. One's kind of serious. What do you want first?
0: Oh, man, I'm always with the silly stuff. Man. Silly stuff first? Nah. Okay.
1: We'll, we'll sandwich it. We'll do silly, serious, silly. Okay. Okay. So, first silly question is, if someone gave you the uh, the power to rewrite the Aristocats <laughs> 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 who you cast in what's the plot going to be like we oh come up my with gosh up. <laughs> oh my gosh
0: I can't even remember all of their names I can't remember all their names but if you had to ask me a cast mm-hmm. one let's see let's go let's go with some cat like guys we got mm-hmm. here I got Smino here mm-hmm. Smino's definitely one of the aristocrats uh, arist- aristocats mm-hmm. um Eric Andre okay you know for sure mm-hmm. um Who's another, who's another uh, weird cat-like <laughs> jackass I know he uh, oh, keeps doing sneaky, weird stuff? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Lakeith Stanfield, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Lakeith is in that <laughs> shit for <laughs> sure. Yeah he's, for for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's the man, dude. Lakeith is our guy, and he's cool. For sure, Donald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, Donald Els. He's a cat. Weird, temperamental. Motherfucker, uh, it's in the most beautiful way, man. Mm-hmm. Um, who's another one? Who's another one? Um, SZA, mm-hmm. cause she just she acts she acts like a cat in real life. <laughs> just, just, just like you're gonna throw a boot at her. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Which I think. Jesus Let's see. Uh, <laughs> shoot. Uh, think of another cracky crusty crusty cat crew <laughs> um, um, that's all that, that's all I could think of right now That.
1: what kind of crazy shit are y'all getting into in this movie
0: Just, I feel like it would be like It'd be, like, the cats in 1992 in Compton or something. Okay. <laughs> and it'd just be, like, just a bunch of fucking and fighting. Like, it wouldn't be, like, <laughs> the, the music in the background would be, like, <laughs> it'd be great. Like, the soundtrack is great, but, like, it, it just would be, like, a lot of violence. Like, cat, like, literally, like, just cats just fighting for, like, an hour and a half. And then the credits, <laughs> just, just be, like, a lot of police sirens and, like. Okay. You know, almost getting hit by a car every like every fight is almost both of y'all hit by cars, and then <laughs> and then the credits just start rolling, man. It's just, it's just
3: everybody wants to be baby. Just, yeah, just, <laughs>
0: just, you know, the Keith smoking cigarettes as a cat standing on two feet. None of it makes sense. It's, just, it's like why is this cat on two feet? The other ones are just <laughs> Violent <laughs> Cussing each other out Yeah see I don't think Zach Fox is a cat person I think Zach Fox Would be like Interesting take Yeah okay. Zach Fox Would be like I don't know like just, just be one of the dogs He could still be In the Yeah movie. he'd be in the movie But right. he'd be one of the dogs yeah. Right 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 It's weird One of them dogs That can't tell the difference Between a cat <laughs> And a dog And keeps trying to fuck One of the cats <laughs> 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 so That would be Zach And the rest the cats yo that's not no this is wrong <laughs> this, is, this is wrong he keeps flirting with cats in the movie and it's like what are you doing yeah like pit bull with like three teeth <laughs> this is just, so why does that
3: keep trying to fuck these cats like,
0: why does pit bull keep trying to fuck these stray cats fucking weird <laughs> that would be Zach Fox in the movie dude. fuck me oh and Quinta Burns and that's okay. that's who would be in that too Went Burns and okay. probably I, saying her last name wrong. I can see her as a cat. Yeah, she, she'd be a cat person. Yeah. Mom. yeah. As Tron slowly lurches over looking for her role in the movie.
1: Tron, you want to be in the. You want to be the of Cats?
0: No, oh, she just wants to be in the conversation. <laughs> That's cool. You are in the conversation, buddy. Oh.
1: email like maybe like a week or two ago Mm -hmm. from like a really close friend of mine obviously not going to say their name but um, so I got an email from a really close friend of mine basically saying like I'm super depressed right now like this is like the lowest I've ever been it's not an emergency but I you know just he was like all of like our friends like cc'd on an email Mm. I just I, I want y'all to know where I'm at mm. you, know, I don't, you don't need to like call anyone but oh man it's 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 deep. Than it's ever been yeah you know? it's deep yeah. and um, and I was just like oh I mean like you know, I know he's been dealing with it for a long time mm-hmm. um but it's never been this bad before mm. and I'm kind of wondering from you um what what, did, what the fuck do you do man what do you do? Yeah, what what do you do as someone who may have been very sad before and what do you what do you want your friends to do?
0: Well, there's a couple different answers to that. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I grew up Christian, man, mm-hmm. and there's a part of it where you know to call on God for help. Mm-hmm. You always have to, mm-hmm. you know, you realize that there's something more there mm-hmm. always. That's one. To um, step back for a second, like really do it, mm-hmm. remove yourself for a second. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and and get it, give it a give it a moment, and realize that it's it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, take it in, take the terrible in. You know, it's just there's no way around it. A lot of the time you know but you can't let it eat you up not totally mm-hmm. um, um reaching out to friends is important
1: I'm glad he did that
2: like for sure
0: you know you gotta you know you gotta say something yeah you have to say something you know even if it if you can't tell what it is you can't you know saying something is better out than in it, it's so important mhm and um, personally, you gotta start trying to do things that make you happy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter, you know. It's like damage repair. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, time heals stuff sometimes. But you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta take that moment. Mm-hmm. You gotta take a moment to breathe, because mm-hmm. it's not like it gets easier. Sometimes you just have to like. Knuckle up, mm-hmm. and you just got to be able to try to, in different ways. And when you don't feel like you can, which is why you get to these places, um it's just you have to try to lean, lean on the things that you know that actually will help you. Mm-hmm. Like lean, lean into things that, like, I don't know. That's what I've had to do mm-hmm. at times. Like I, I find myself. Uh, a good example would be like. Um, always loved comic books. Mm-hmm. Always loved comic books, like ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I buy comic books. Um, you know, music has always been something that I lean into mm-hmm. because it's it can be therapeutic, you know. But there's different things, there's different ways those things. That's just part of it, you know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Person that fully understands and stuff like that, and grief, and being in that place. Mm-hmm. But we're all here with that same, you know, pain in different troves and different like waves and different levels and stuff like that. So, just even if you feel like you're alone, you really aren't. Mm-hmm. That's why it's important to say something. Mm-hmm. And nobody will understand what you're going through like you understand it. But that's why you have to take a moment to step back. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know.
1: Yeah. And and what are what helps like from your friends? Like what's helpful for you?
0: What's helpful for me is when my friends leave me the fuck. alone. No, just, <laughs> <kidding. laughs> <laughs> just like leave me the fuck alone. And <laughs>
1: I'm spiraling. You're right. You're I'm having hard. a
0: hard time. Yep. Don't talk to me. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> but hel- I guess what helps me with my friends is just. Um, empathy Mm -hmm. or trying to understand Mm -hmm. it's not I'm not you know it's like it's it that's all I could ever ask you know Mm -hmm. because um. that's kind of all we literally have other than love that we can you know give each other Mm -hmm. and other than that it's like weird Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean in my opinion I guess it's just like you know Cause we go through it, and sometimes you can sometimes as a friend you're not always the best friend, you know, right. you know whatever the case is. But you gotta get it out, you gotta get it out, and it takes its time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, w- w- with this friend of mine, <clears throat> the best thing that we can do, cause you know, this friend has you know episodes and swings. And yeah. The best thing we can do is like just go do
0: something together. Yeah, man, take you got to get out of it, you yeah. know. It's like you know, it's like I've watched a few of my friends pass away over the last few years. Yeah. And I'll never forget. I mean, I, this is a pretty, you know, pretty trippy story. But I had one specific friend that um um one of the most amazing saxophonists one of the most amazing saxophonists ever, in my opinion, especially from L.A., Zayn Musa, mm-hmm. And he, I mean, I didn't, you know, like you have your friends you talk to a lot of the time. And then ones you don't talk to all the time, but you've known each other so long, you are already always on. Mm-hmm. And um, before he passed away, he actually, he committed suicide. Okay. And before he passed away, he reached out, you know, with that. He needed help, you know. And I remember being in the session, we were in the session for Kendrick Lamar's. Um, we were actually working on Mortal Man. Okay. And, um, you know, they were doing the strings for it and everything and trying to finish up these little certain areas of the album. And in the session, you know, a couple of us got text messages from Zane, mm-hmm. you know, and he had reached out for help.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But by the time he had reached out for help, he was already, one and a half feet out the door. Mm-hmm. And he killed himself within a short period of time of, like, reaching out. Mm-hmm. It was devastating. Yes, it was devastating. Yeah. You know, we all took a moment and, like, uh, we had to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, take a break and try to, in your mind, you know, like, what, what do you do? Mm-hmm. What are you supposed to say? Mm-hmm. You know, and all I could take from that moment was that it doesn't get any easier Mm -hmm. but you you gotta you gotta say something and you gotta get to it quick whatever you gotta do to get to it you know
4: Stella. hope my flow stay propelling, let these words be your earth and move. you consume every message, as I lead this army make room for mistakes and depression, and with that being said, my nigga let me ask this question, When shit hit the fan, is you still a fan, When shit hit the fan, One, two. do you believe in me, how much you believe in her, you think she gon' stick around if them 25 years occur, you think he gon' hold you down when you down beyond bars hurt, he Y'all on common ground if you promise to be the first. Can you be immortalized without your life being expired? Even though y'all share the same blood, is it worth the time? Like, who got your best interest? Like, how much are you dependent? How clutch are the people that say they love you and who pretended? How tough is your skin when they turn you in? Do you show forgiveness? What brush do you bend with dust in your shoulders from being offended? What kind of den did they put you in when the lions start hissing? What kind of bridge did they burn revenge in your mind when it's mentioned? You wanna love like Nelson, you wanna be like Nelson, you wanna walk in his shoes, but peacemaking seldom, you wanna be remembered and deliver the message that consider the blessing of everyone. This your lesson for everyone. Say when well, shit hit the fan, is you still a fan. When well, shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? will you look to your left and right? Make sure you ask your friends. When well, shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? The voice of Mandela, hope this flow stay propelling. Let my word be your earth and moon. You consume every message. As I lead this army, make room for mistakes and depression. And if you riding with me, nigga.
0: still it still sticks with me mm. you know but it's like um do something else mm. try something else try something different
2: mm.
0: that's all you can do sometimes yeah, yeah. but it was one of those moments where his last he was like i just need somebody to talk to mm. and it was one of those moments where the weight hits so much harder because they were like i didn't even realize he was there mm-hmm. if i would have i would have you know Mm-hmm. So, yeah, say something and then, you know, get out of there. Mm-hmm. It's too hot. You know, it's like whatever it is. That's whatever you think it is. You know, like you know, take it out of your mind. Like there was a saying uh, I always talked about it. Every now and again, there was a saying we used to have in the Ra House. Like, get mm-hmm. out of your mind. Mm-hmm. Get out of your mind. Like, get out of here and come out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where a, a lot of the problems sometimes stem from. I think. Mm-hmm. So, Get the ticket in here. You and, get um, too
1: inside your own head.
0: Yeah, and that's when you feel like you're by yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then you come out here and you realize, no, mm-hmm. it's not just me. You know, and you need that. Mm-hmm. You need that. You know. Yeah. And um. Yeah, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. yeah but
1: I appreciate you talking to talking about it with me, man, because it it actually helps. It really helps. Yeah. So thank you.
0: Yeah, it's like, uh... Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, as soon as I get back to Texas, the first thing I'm gonna do is hit him up and be like... Yeah, Let's man. go do something. Go like. do
0: something different, dude. What the hell are you doing, Tron? <laughs> Enjoying a leather jacket? Is that what this is, Craig? <laughs> What's this? Oh, man. What is this, huh? You are gonna open one of the packages?
1: <laughs> Tron is standing on Pride Rock right
2: now.
0: Yeah. My pile of clothes.
1: <laughs> Which is your pile of clothes. Make sure she doesn't
0: pee on anything. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sometimes is that your trip.
1: But to bring it back to the funny, hopefully to end on a funny note, one of my one of my lasting memories of you that I'll carry with me for all my life is running into you at LAX. And literally, like, we ended up in the security line behind each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any recollection of this. Mm. But I didn't realize it till we got to the conveyor belts, but you literally had brought with you just, like, an entire, like, knight's armor. (laughs) I just was
0: carrying knight's armor.
1: (laughs) And I remember looking at you, looking at the belt, and then looking at the TSA
0: agents. Oh my god. Oh my god. Amazing. That's old diehard. Like, they're not... From my cold, dead hands, I was just like... (laughs) I'm carrying medieval armor through the airport.
1: And you just looked at me like it was totally normal. It's like ah, day in life.
0: Yeah, it's just what it is, bro. <laughs> it's just how it works.
1: Do you do you still have the night? Oh the yes. Night okay, where did yes. you get that from? I got. It.
0: <laughs> hey man, it's even worse now. There's all kind <laughs> of little weird stuff laying around here. Um, where did I get that from? Yeah, that was a custom made piece off of which is one of the best websites in the world, Etsy. Okay. You know, wow. you meet some real artists on Etsy, man. Definitely, some good cats. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's kind of like it was literally made to fit. You know, just, <laughs> and I was just like, "There's nowhere else to carry this." I was just like, "You know what? I don't care. I'll just carry it through the airport. <laughs> it just doesn't matter." And I'm gonna put it on once I get through the once I get through security. I'm gonna put it on. It just doesn't matter. It would
1: have been funny if you were wearing it and you're oh like, "So God. do I take the belt off?" or
0: like, are you going to really make me do this right now? Yeah, but no, I will always... That's, that's, again, fashion.
1: Fashion. Since day one. Yep. Day one. You... I felt like in that moment you had invented fashion. <laughs> Literally, medievally hey. invented fashion. You know? <laughs>
0: you bleed the worlds, man. Bleed <laughs> them together. Oh, this okay. is a good
1: way to tie it up in the end. Can, can you maybe talk a little bit about... We met the Thundercat in the laundromat, but... Can you maybe talk a little bit about like what's different between that Thundercat and this one that's talking to, to us right now?
0: Well, what's changed? Man, a lot of life changes, man. Mm-hmm. You know, back then Thundercat at the laundry mat. You know, it was kind of right out of eye shot, so it was kind of like Dennis the Menace. Mm-hmm. I would do all kind of crazy stuff that nobody would see. Mm-hmm. You know. And be drunk Like 70% of the time mm-hmm. Yeah Um Whole different processing man mm-hmm. you know, A little bit heavier you know, I had two black eyes all the time so I would <laughs> joke about You know And um Still silly mm-hmm. But um From that guy to this guy Just uh Life You know Moving really quickly mm-hmm. And um You know hanging on to the edge of my seat basically Mm -hmm. and i don't drink anymore Mm -hmm. it's been almost a full year other than maybe one day that i actually got drunk and that's beautiful yeah i stopped eating so much meat you know Mm -hmm. or just meat in general at all meat products and um from that to i don't know just not being so razzled Mm -hmm. by everything Mm -hmm. not so surprised Mm -hmm. you know like very open I was very open back then but I think it feels a bit more I feel a bit more open now you know and Mm -hmm. um accepting Mm -hmm. and um you know still excitable still excited about the music Mm -hmm. you know and I don't know there's a lot of similarities the differences are you know you know everything from learning life lessons like death Mm -hmm. you know loss Mm -hmm. um, having to be okay you know and watching what I say over myself to you know giving life to you know instead of like trying to add to instead of take away Mm. you know yeah a lot of change yeah that's
1: good it's good to grow up and change
0: yeah oh man man
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay I think we got what we need man tight I appreciate you
0: hey love Um, you man
1: I love you too dog cat
0: yeah appreciate that this is this is a great moment too because it's like I have I'll show her a picture a picture of <laughs> last time we sat like this man
1: also on a couch yep a, no dreads yeah no dreads chunkier a bit chunkier yeah which is fine
0: S- same amount of lights but I mean, there was more lights in the other apartment right?
1: there was definitely more
0: lights <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> was like, was alcohol and ramen sitting out everywhere and. Mm-hmm
1: cool man i appreciate you endlessly always rooting for you man like uh, it's always it's always
0: nice thank you hey yeah man good times
3: yeah (laughs)
1: So much happened. We really painted the spectrum of human emotion with that one. And I just want to say the asthma attack was in fact triggered by Thundercat's cat, Tron, and a little bit of incense. And I also want to say for the record, Tron, if you're listening, I'm not upset. Still love you. Just going to play a little smarter next time. Maybe take some medicine before I come in. I don't know. Anyway, Thundercat, thank you for saving my life. Personally, I would love to know more about the ghost of Marvin Gaye that might be haunting the house behind his old family home. That's honestly might have been the most intriguing part of the whole thing to me. We need to dive back into that one. If you made it this far, appreciate you listening. Make sure you check us out at Nostalgia Tapes on all social media. My name is Samana Shraoui. This has been another episode of the Nostalgia Mixtape. And I want to give a shout out to Sarah Montgomery for running audio on that flashback interview with me and Thunder that you heard in the beginning. And a shout out to Jasmine Chen for helping me learn how to edit in Audacity. And we'll catch you next time.